The focus of this parak, the eighth parak of Saita, although not really related at all to the laws of Saita, is the Kaimashuach Milchama. The Kainu had a unique job. He was appointed in order to give encouragement and to speak to the people before they went out to war. And we learned that there are three main categories of people who are exempt from fighting. And part of the Kohen's job was to announce that these people can go home, or they don't need to fight. And in the previous Mishnah, we listed the three categories. And the Mishnah said that they can't not do anything. They don't need to fight, but they still need to fix the roads and provide food for the army. The three categories were one who builds a new house, one who plants a new vineyard, and one who performs Kiddushin, he acquires a woman as a wife. Says the Mishnah of Elon the following people have not done enough to be able to go back, and even though they might have built something, as we're going to see, it is not significant enough, and therefore they would still need to fight. Habonim Beis Sha'ar, one who builds a gatehouse, achsadja, or a porch area with a roof on top, marpeses, some sort of balcony, all of these things are not fit for living in. The previous Mishnah said that if you build, let's say, an area in order to store wood, it's true that you're not using that for living, but it's fit for living in. So you can consider it a house. But these areas, you're, it's not fit for living at all, and therefore, that would not be a significant enough reason to allow one to be exempt from fighting. Right? When it comes to the second category, one who plants, one who plants only four fruit trees, or five or more trees which do not bear fruit, so that hasn't got the definition of a vineyard or a field of fruit trees, and so this person would still need to fight. Now, when it comes to the third category, one who starts the process of marriage, if it is a forbidden marriage, then they are not, they don't fit into the exemption. For example, if a widow received Kedushin from a Kohen Godol, a woman who was divorced or received Chalitza, and now received Kedushin from a regular Kohen, Mamzeres in Sinali Israel, Mamzeres, who is a woman who was born from a forbidden relations, and in Asino is a woman descended from the Givoinim. Again, it's forbidden to marry this woman, Basol Mamzer Lanosin. If a Jewish woman is married to Mamzer Lanosin, in all of these cases, since it is a forbidden marriage, Lohar he would not go back home and he would need to fight. Rabbi Yehuda says, Even somebody who builds a house on top of its foundations where it was, let's say somebody's house fell down, and he rebuilt it as it was until then. He didn't add onto it, then he wouldn't go back, he wouldn't return home, he would still need to fight, since the Torah specifies that only one who built Bayes Chodosh, a new house, only he would fit into the exemption, and therefore this person would still need to fight. Rabbi Loza says, Even one who builds a literally a house of bricks in an area called Shorain, he wouldn't return home and he would need to fight. In Shorain, the bricks were very bad quality, such that all of these buildings would end up either falling down or becoming very weak, and they would need to be rebuilt twice every seven years. Within seven years, you would need to rebuild it at least twice. So when rebuilding it, that wouldn't be a reason to return, it wouldn't be a reason not to fight, since again, it's not considered to be a new house. Not only that, it's not even considered to be building, because it's such a temporary thing. Mishnah Dalad. Mishnah Base this is those people who do get the exemption. However, they're still obligated to provide food and to fix the roads for the sake of the army. 
the previous Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel, listed those people who do not fit into the exemption. Mishnah Dalad lists those people that the following people don't move from their places, meaning they don't come out to war at all. They don't even need to provide food or fix the roads. These people have a particularly high reason to rejoice and to therefore be exempted from fighting in the army. If he built a house and he did dedicate the house, but he hasn't yet lived in that house for a year, not a kerem If he planted a vineyard and he redeemed the fruit of the fourth year onto money, but he hasn't yet taken up that money to Yerushalayim in order to buy produce there and eat it over there. And Nisus is also one who does nisuin with the woman who performed kiddushin with. So he completed the marriage with her and they are in their first year of marriage. One who marries and brings his Yuvama, his dead brother's wife, into his house. All of these people would be exempted totally. Shlema, as the Pesach says, It's talking about somebody who just got married, and it says that he'll be clean, as it were, he'll be available for his house, for his household, for one year. And the Gemara explains, the Vesai for his household, Zebesai, that refers to his actual house. Even though the simple explanation of this Pasuk, if the if you read the entire Pasuk there, it is referring to somebody who got married. But the fact that it uses the word Levesai for his household, sort of for the members of his household, but the Pasuk is also, is also hinting to the exemption of one who built a house that he does not need to go out to war. Yiyeh, this extra word in the Pasuk, Yiyeh, he will be, comes to include another case, Zekarmai, that refers to somebody who planted a vineyard, that he is exempted, and the Pesach says, Vesimachas Ishtai, he will bring joy to his wife, Zoi Ishtai, that's referring to his actual regular wife, who he got married to in a regular way, Asher Lokach, who he took, that extra phrase, his wife which he took, Lohobias Vimtai, that comes to include a Yavama, even though it's not necessarily a regular marriage, one who marries his Yuvama would also be exempted totally. And these people, in Muslim, they wouldn't need to provide water or food for the people fighting the Inom nor would they be required to fix the roads for the sake of the army. As the Torah says, You won't need to pass, and won't need to be involved at all for any matter involved in the fighting because of the joyous occasion which he is going through in his regular life. Mishnah Hay, so far the Khamus speech has been split into two parts. At the beginning he encourages the people and makes them realize what an important thing they are doing and how they need to make sure to win and they need to have faith in Hashem. And the second half of the Khamishrah Muhammad speech was announcing who is exempt from war. And that's why the last few Mishnahis went into all of those details. The next part wasn't actually said by the Khamishrah Muhammad. It was only said by the officers who were speaking to the people, who up until now were repeating the words of the Kohen God of the Khamishrah Muhammad. The next part, only the officers said, even without having heard it from the Khamishrah Muhammad. The officers will continue speaking to the people. The Omra, they will say, they will announce, Whichever person is fearful and soft of heart, should go and return to his house. So as well as the three categories of people who are exempt from fighting, there's now a fourth category, and that is somebody who is afraid. One who is afraid, as we are going to see, should not fight. It's forbidden to fight in the war and be afraid. One has to have total faith in Hashem. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, One who is afraid and 
soft of heart, that means it's simple, meaning it's translation, He's not able to stand in the rows of the army on the battlefield, and to see a drawn sword. As soon as he sees this, the battlefield scene, he becomes petrified. Such a person shouldn't fight. Rebbe says, no, when the Pesach is referring to somebody who is afraid and soft of heart, this refers to somebody who is afraid because of sins which he has in his hand. If somebody has committed Averis and he is afraid of those Averis, that because he has sinned, he is now in a dangerous situation, and he won't necessarily merit to Hashem's extra protection. And because he's in a dangerous situation, he's got a danger of dying as a result of his Averis. Such a person is exempt from fighting. And in fact, says Rabbi the Fichach Tolsal Therefore, the Torah gave exemptions to all of these other people who you've mentioned in the past couple of Mishnayis. And the Torah said that for all sorts of other reasons, one would be exempt from fighting. So that this person who has a virus would return home and not fight because of them. Meaning, if the only person who was exempt from fighting was somebody who had a virus, or particularly big a virus which he was afraid of, so he would be embarrassed of not going to fight. Because then everybody would realize that he has a virus, which he is afraid of. And therefore, says Rabbi Yaisi, that's why the Torah said that there are other people who are exempt, because they're going through other joyous occasions in their life, so that when somebody sees another person returning home and not fighting, they'll assume that they built a house or something, and they won't come to the conclusion that this person has violated severe virus, and therefore that person wouldn't be afraid to go back. Otherwise, he'll be afraid of returning home, and he would end up fighting whilst he was afraid, and that is a problem. Now, according to Rizaglili, this could apply to any Averis. But Rabbi Yaisi says it only applies to Averis which are mid-Eraisa. For example, if it's an Amonolcha in Godel, if somebody violated on a prohibish, prohibited marriage. For example, Amonolcha in Godel, a widow who was married to a Kohen Godel, a woman who was divorced or received Chalitza, who married a Kohen Hedjet, a regular Kohen, Mamzeres in Silon Israel, a Mamzeres, who was a woman who was born from a forbidden relationship. Or in a Sina who is forbidden to marry a regular Jew, Basral and Mamzer a Jewish woman married to a Mamzer or a Nosin, that is what the Torah is referring to when it refers to somebody who is afraid and soft of heart. And he really agrees to Reis Aglili. He just holds that it has to be significant Averis which are forbidden mid Eraisa. Mr. Vov, the Psukha and the Torah continue, It will be when the officers finish to speak to the people, And they should appoint officers, chiefs of the army, of the multitudes of people, at the head of the people. What does it mean at the head of the people? That means at the front of the troops. And the Mishnah adds that it also includes people at the back, literally at the heel of the people. Bereish, which literally means at the head, can also mean at the end. So there are really two ends, there's the front and the back. So they would set up very strong, upstanding soldiers at the front. And other soldiers weren't necessarily as fierce and strong, behind at the back of the troops. The Khashin shall barzel be dehen, and they had axes made out of iron in their hands. Any soldier who wanted to return home once the war has started, they got frightened and they wanted to leave the army. 
these people standing at the front or the back have the permission to chop off this person's legs and to make sure that he doesn't flee. And the Gemara explains it should really read which means that the first stage, the beginning of the falling of an army and the defeat of an army is fleeing. As soon as soldiers start running away, it can affect all of the other soldiers. It will make everybody else much more petrified. So as soon as these people standing at the front or the back see somebody who wants to run away, they can chop their legs off to prevent them doing so in order not to destroy the morale of the rest of the army. And the Mishnah brings examples of where we see how defeat is the, the first stage of defeat is by running away. Shem, as the Pesach says, The Jewish people fled. They ran away from the Pelishtim. And there was a great amount of deaths and strikes against the people. And in a different place, the Pesach says, And the Jewish people fled from the Pelishtim. They ran away. And they fell as dead bodies etc so in order to prevent somebody from running away they would set up people who would make sure this wouldn't happen